Hey, welcome to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ridge, and this is the space to be for high vibe people looking to create a beautiful life and business. Let's do this. Welcome back to the podcast, my beautiful friends. I am Letitia Ridge, your host, and it is a pleasure to be here with you all today. Today on the podcast, we have a very special guest interview. And before I go into introducing our amazing guest, I want to give you all a little life update. I promised I'd share more about the journey that I'm going through when it comes to the completion of my 10-year romantic relationship. I can tell you all it has been very difficult. I have been cycling through the stages of grief. It has been difficult to get up and go about my day some days. I found it difficult to do things that once felt really easy. And then there are some days when I'm filled with possibility and hope. So this is very, very normal, of course, when it comes to any kind of grief. And I want to share with you all something that really, really helped me only this week to really shift my energy and to get excited and inspired about my future ahead. So I was having one of those days where at first I woke up feeling kind of in a funk. I felt like, oh gosh, this heaviness is upon me again. Uh, I felt, you know, just a bit flat and disinterested and unable to get out of that funk. So of course I went out into my day. I went and got a delicious sticky chai, which is my favorite hot beverage of choice. I went for a walk and then there was this moment where I realized I need to do things differently. And it was actually because I was chatting with my mom and I was complaining again. I was complaining about the same things I've heard myself complaining about over and over and over again. And I was so sick and tired of hearing myself complain that I went, that's it. I got to do something. I need to get myself some things that are going to inspire me. I need to have something to look forward to. So I had the idea to go back to my Create Your Beautiful Year workbook. I know many of you have already picked up a copy of this, and if you haven't, don't worry, you still can. But I want you to know that this workbook is the exact process that I take myself through at the end of each year to really go through a self-discovery process. Who am I today? What do I even want from my life? And so even though it's not the end of the year, I decided that's it. I need to start fresh. I need to totally take an overhaul of my life and really get clear on who I am today and what I want from my life and where I'm going. So I went back home. I opened up my computer. I opened up my Create Your Beautiful Year workbook and I made my way through the first three exercises. It's basically a collection of 31 exercises and uh, and I usually do this throughout the month of December or January. But this time here I am in April and I'm making my way through the first three exercises. Just through the first exercise, I was already in a totally different headspace and I was filled with so much excitement and inspiration by the time I got to the third exercise. I already felt possibility. I felt hope again. I felt realigned again. And it got my heart feeling so warm and tingly and just 
really in awe of myself and what I had created all those years ago at the very start of my personal development journey and the start of my business, I realized that like, this is it. This is what makes all of the difference, self-inquiry. And we learn so much about ourselves simply through asking questions and actually taking the time and space to answer them. But of course, our minds tell us to do anything else but that. But when you actually do that, ask yourself a powerful question and answer it, which is coaching, incredible wisdom comes through that allows you to move forward in a way that is meaningful to you, that lights you up, that turns you on, that has you feeling connected and tapped in. And so through only three of my own exercises that I had created all those years ago, I was able to completely turn things around. So since then, I've been doing a couple of exercises each day, and I'm now feeling so open and so ready to move forward and super excited and inspired for my life. So I wanted to just remind you all of the power of self-inquiry. Ask yourself powerful questions and you will get powerful answers. And if you want to take yourself through, of course, the same process that I take myself through, pick up a copy of my Create Your Beautiful Year workbook. You'll find it over on my website under my shop, latisharange.com forward slash shop, and then you'll have that forever. You can do it at the end of every year. You can do it whenever you're feeling like you need a reinvention of yourself. This is the formula. And it was what I used in my own personal life for years before I even created it and gave it to everybody. So self-inquiry and coaching is life-changing. And this is what we all do as coaches, healers, and space holders. And sometimes it's the basics. When we go back to the basics, when we go back to what we started our personal development journey with, that we realize like this is where all the golden wisdom is. We don't need to make things super complicated and fancy. Like some of what works the best for you and for your clients is the stuff you started your journey off with. So go back to basics. And if you are feeling like you're ready for a change in your life, you're feeling bored, ready for more, unfulfilled, that is the perfect indication that you're ready to go within, to ask yourself powerful questions and therefore receive powerful answers. So my beautiful friends, that is where I'm at at the moment in my life. And I've got to say, I've been hearing from so many of my clients that they are also feeling in this place of a completion of a chapter ready for a new beginning, but with not necessarily the clarity of what that new beginning is. So perhaps it is a great time collectively for us all to start this internal dialogue. Okay, now let's go into introducing our very special guest today. We are speaking to one of my incredible clients and holistic business Mistress Mind members. Her name is Kit Yoon. Kit is a holistic health practitioner. She integrates several natural modalities that help people tap into their own healing potential. She uses the wisdom of Chinese medicine, the power of hypnosis and inner voice facilitation with evidence-based health and life coaching tools. She's currently working with successful women who want to create a sweeter and healthier life, eating less sugar using her four-step holistic process. 
Kit is determined to empower women to reclaim their vitality so they can feel comfortable and at home in their body with ease. And today I'm super excited because we're going to be talking all about Kit's business journey. Kit has a thriving six-figure business, and she's learned a lot over many years of being in business. Today, we're talking all about sugar and how it shows up for all of us high-performing women in business. She's also sharing with us how she has supported herself to grow a thriving six-figure business with ease. And we're talking about the challenges that she has faced along her business journey and continues to face because we want to show you that you don't need to be perfect and have everything figured out in order to run an amazing, thriving six-figure business. You can still have question marks. You can still have things that your mind choose on. And for Kit, this has been questioning whether she actually has a business, whether she's a legit business owner. And I hear this from so many of you all of the time, and it doesn't matter where you're at in your business. The only person who can give ourselves permission that we are a business owner and we do have a business is ourselves. But that doesn't mean that you can't move forward and continue growing your business. So I'm super excited for you to have Kit's really down-to-earth, authentic, honest, in-integrity account of her business journey today. And she's also going to tell us what she loves about working with me in the Holistic Business Mistress Mind and why she keeps coming back. So without further ado, let's go meet Kit. Hey, Kit, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. My absolute pleasure. So Kit, can you introduce yourself? Let everybody know a little bit about you and who you serve. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for um, this honor. I have enjoyed your podcast. I've enjoyed being part of your mistress mind um, and just being part of your world. So this is fun and exciting and an honor. I am Kit Yoon. I have sort of... uh, a hard time explaining what I do and who I am, except for the fact that I just love helping people and I love helping people help themselves. Mm -hmm. I am trained as a Chinese medicine practitioner, a hypnotherapist, life and health coach. Um, I also have some trainings with um, tapping EFT and inner voice facilitation. So you can see why it's hard for me to, to, to sort of call myself one thing, but um, apparently that is a very common phenomenon for uh, manifesting generators. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I would like to think of myself as somebody who can help them help people feel better by helping them tap into their own healing potential. I love it. And who do you serve at the moment, Kit? Who do I serve at this moment? So I have a small private acupuncture practice in Columbus, Ohio, still, and still meaning that I have had an acupuncture practice for a long time. This will be my 20th year in practice. Um, Right now, I am trying to grow my coaching piece of my practice. And I love working with women in their 40s and 50s and 60s who want to, they're doing very well in their life, but want to feel even better and healthier 
and live a sweeter life with actually less sugar in their life. And we can talk about how I came to this point in my practice to actually serve these people. But yeah, so acupuncture patients, people who come in with a variety of um, pain or chronic illness, or actually just want to have um, preventative well-being, um, healing part of their life, and also working with women who want to eat less sugar. I love it. Okay, so let's dive into the sugar piece. I want to hear about how you got to loving serving women in this area uh, and also how this consumption of sugar shows up for us high-performing women. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, I used to think, and this is not that long ago, a few months ago, I was walking in the redwoods. I was visiting California and it dawned on me, must be the intuition, the inner voice that I wanted to do something for myself that would really be that one thing that can help take care of me in so many other ways. I personally have struggled with being a sweet tooth all of my life and why struggling, I mean, I just like sweet things and I like to end my meals with sweet things. But I had that issue with stopping when it feels just right. It was like, oh, a little (laughs) bit more, just one more piece, you know? And there's nothing wrong with that at all, except that I would feel bad about my actions and I would make that something bad about me. And so the inner critic would come out and it would just not be a very pleasant experience. So in the past, I would do a bunch of things to help sort of tame this part of me. I would go on sugar challenges, as in like no sugar challenges. I would say, I'm not going to eat chocolate for a whole year. I would, you know, try to decrease in like a healthy, I mean, you name it. I've tried a lot of different things to cut down my sugar. Um, Mm. And this time it just felt like, I don't know, there was that, that inner voice, that nudge really felt like a real, real one, as in you can do this and you're going to do this for the rest of your life. As in, you don't want this to be um, this, the chew toy anymore, you know, the, the, the thing that's always hovering around you. So I made it my new year resolution. Um, and you know, because I have done a lot of things beforehand, it wasn't hard, but what was hard was how do I do it so that it is sustainable and using the tools that I do have already right? Because I have a lot of tools, the, uh, you know, after all these years of treating people and collecting different um, modalities, I have all the tools and I know what to do. It's just actually a decision of doing it. And Mm -hmm. I kind of, I'm a sharer. So I shared it with my personal coach. I shared it with um, some colleagues, but with that sort of like hesitation of, Oh, I want to do this, but I don't know. What about my all the other certifications and my professional? You know, I was you know meant to do these other things and just helping people eat less sugar just felt so minor to me, to my brain. And 
my personal coach kind of, you know, she listened. And then before, like we talked about different things and then I was going to move to a different topic. And she said, wait, 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 but don't die without becoming a sugar coach. Okay. Like she was kind of kidding, but not really. And it, that just caught my attention. Not that um that old or um, morbid, but that phrase really made me think like, oh yeah, okay. Well, when when is a good time to start becoming a sugar coach? And you know, she's one of those people. She's young, and actually, her her clientele is for people who want to do the impossible things. So she's like, why not now? And so I said, yeah, you're you're right. Why not now? So anyway, so it's you know that was the beginning of the year, and then I got nudged by another client who also said, well what are you waiting for? And every time I, every time I thought about working around sugar and helping people eat less sugar and, you know, doing it myself, I would get really excited and I would have all like flooding of, of um, ideas and just ideas really of how to talk about it and how to share about it and how to help people with it. So it really was a no brainer to just, just jump into it and start. And pretty much within a couple of days, I formed a group coaching, a beta group coaching. I asked people in my own community if anybody wanted to to help me create a course um, around eating less sugar. And, you know, you what wasn't surprising because I know that I'm not the only person who has issues around, you know, consuming too much sweet things. So I had a group of 16 people and we just went through a month of uh, my framework, my four-step process to help people like me, you know, not have a, not have drama around sugar, Um, eating what feels like, like the right amount for our body feels right, like the right amount for our mind so that it doesn't go crazy, but it also is managed enough so that the inner critic doesn't come out. So that's kind of where we are. And right now, you know, I finished the group and now I am starting with some one-on-one coaching clients um, specifically around, around sugar, around eating less. And I just started two of them and already it's, um, Super fun, super fun to be um, narrowing down the challenge. But um, as we all know, it will it will become more than just about sugar. Mm, Of course. Yes, this is just the gateway to the deeper stuff underneath the surface level sugar addiction that you're going to end up helping everyone with. And I just want to say, just to clarify for people who don't know Kit, uh, this isn't the first time, you know, Kit is coaching. She's done, she's been supporting women with health coaching. And what you can see here from her journey is that the focus has just gotten more specific. And that's a natural evolution that a lot of us go through. It's how I ended up becoming a holistic business coach too. I started off very general, very open. And then as I worked with people and tried different things and I got closer and closer to landing on what felt really right. And from what I'm observing from Kit, this is the same evolution that's happening for her right now. Absolutely. I just redid my website and 
the, uh, the dilemma was, you know, again, like, what do I call myself? Do I call myself the holistic sugar coach? And, you know, there was a part of me that did not want to go that narrow. Um, and then I was writing some copy about who I am and what I do. And really, I'm still doing the same things I was doing before, right? Still helping people live a healthier life, change their habits, um, loving themselves, feeling good and comfortable in their own skin. It's still all the same. It's truly picking one of the um, common, to me, challenges and tackling that. And, uh, And, you know, for me, when I can tackle and, and, um, master something, then the skills that I get from doing so doing that thing goes into the other parts of my life. So it is almost Mm -hmm. like, what's the one thing you can do that you can work on so that it, the repercussion of that one thing can, can domino and have this domino effect on so many other parts of your life. And I, I, I think sugar could be that for a lot of people. Absolutely. Oh, this is so exciting. And so how do you feel like this relationship with sugar shows up for women in business specifically? Just thinking about that a lot of people who will be listening to the episode are going to be uh, women in business or starting a business. How does sugar show up for these amazing humans? The client I was coaching today is in business. She has her own business. She Mm -hmm. has struggled with um, thinking that sugar has control over her, that she's a slave to sugar. These these are her own words. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as we talked more about it, as we dug in there, it was very clear that she uses sweets and sugar and chocolate and those things to avoid feelings, to avoid doing things that she doesn't want to do or to break up her day. Um, So it is a distraction that happens to give us a lot of pleasure, right? Really quick pleasure. (laughs) And women in business, we we have a lot going on. We have a lot on our plate. Our days are very full. And if you also have a family or a partner or, a, you know, somebody to care for, then you're not just a business businesswoman. You're also a lot of other things. So it's very natural that we need a break. We need to feel a quick relief. We need to feel comforted. Um, for me, it's like, it's how I take care of myself and Mm. sugar was, um, or sweet things. I grew up with women who love sweets in my household, my grandmother and my mother. That was how they showed me how they took care of me was Mm. either they would make homemade goods or we would go to some delicious, you know, places. I grew up in Thailand. So I'm thinking of open air markets and, you know, these ladies who made all these yummy things in their home and they're selling them outside. So I grew up with having sweet treats as a way that I was shown love and I was taken care of. So, you know, that just 
that's a, a habit and a belief that kept on going. Again, nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, with um, having that as part of your life or even your diet. It's just how much of that is just right. Like what is satisfying and then what's too much? Like what's the threshold for your body and for your mind, right? So I know that my body never asks for more sugar. Like it probably never wants mm. it. The inner voice is probably like, constantly nudging like no too much that's too much but the mind is so overpowering when it comes to something that's so hyper pleasurable that um that you know when we're busy we just want a quick relief we want something that's comforting something pleasurable so it's just so easy to grab something that's completely legal right easy to find <laughs> and delicious and a lot of times just like it's complete things, all the senses, They're, the visual, you know, if it's a beautiful, you know, piece of um, uh, like baked goods or, you know, I'm thinking of like the French uh, petit four and I mean, you know, <laughs> the smell, the taste. So it's, yeah, it's, um, it's an, a very easily available uh, way of giving ourselves a little break and relief and pleasure. And for me, it was like, you know, I'm being taken care of. I'm taking care of myself. You know, it makes me think that this is really like a microcosm of a bigger um, uh, pattern that shows up for us all, which is that duality. You know, I did a reel recently (laughs) that a lot of people really enjoyed about balance. And uh, the idea with, with that was that, you know, we're swinging from one side to the other with everything in life. We, we live in a, in a world that's full of duality and polarity. And so there's the bit where the sugar is supportive and satisfies your body. And then there's always that line of how, the, then when do we swing and cross the line and then go into the excess of this is actually, I'm just, I'm doing this to avoid something. It's no longer enjoyable for the body. It's not satisfying, but I keep doing it. And I feel like Like that's what we're going through in life in so many different areas, like even in business when it comes to finding balance with the way we show up, you know, we might take some actions and it feels really good. And then we notice we're then in the overdoing of the actions and we've got to come back and find that center and that balance again. So I feel like through the lens of sugar, this would be such a beautiful study for um, for anyone, whether you're in business or in some other career, to look at how that same pattern shows up in other ways. I love the the word balance that you're using uh, in Chinese medicine. We that's the goal for most people and and conditions is to find balance again because a lot of times we are out of balance. The mm-hmm. The uh, there's a theory and a concept called five elements in Chinese medicine that we use a lot to diagnose and and treat patients. Five elements has to do with the um, you know the earth, the metal, water, wood, fire, and when the elements are balanced, they interact and they're all interconnected, and we have a nice healthy uh, being. So sugar is the taste of earth. Okay. Each, each mm. element has its own taste and color and texture, all these things. So the earth 
and sweet are connected. I am completely earth. So you can also diagnose people according to elements. Like, are you more water? Are you more fire? A little bit like Ayurvedic medicine. I am very earth. And so I tend towards sweet things, but um, there is a fine balance. If I have too much sweet, then I throw my earth out of balance. And mm-hmm. earth also has to do with home and stability and you know the whole idea of taking care of myself. So it's easier for me to throw my earth out of balance because I am so earth. I don't know if that makes sense to you. Anyway, it mm-hmm. it's, can be complicated. You guys can Google, you know, five elements, Chinese medicine and study up the different elements and the different tastes and things like that. Like my husband is not a sweet person at all. And he is a fire when it comes to his element. Mm -hmm. And that is more like bitter. And, you know, he loves things like coffee and burnt toast. And so it's just interesting um, when it comes to, you know, we want to look at it from that that view of health and uh, nature and balance. Like we're we're just a microcosm of nature. And depending on what we tend towards, then we have to watch more of, of um, what, what can throw us off easier than not. So yeah, so, so earth, and sweet, it makes perfect sense. It really does make perfect sense. And what I love about the way you've just explained that is that, you know, each person is coming with their own energy and tendencies and and I also think different seasons of our life then affect how all of that shows up in our life how the balance shows up like I know for instance as everybody knows on the podcast now I've been going through a separation with my partner and so I've been reaching for the sweets more often than I usually do um, because my I don't want to feel the emotions Mm. right and so there's that there's that tendency, and I know I have to like really watch that right now, uh, and it's showing up more than it would in other seasons of my life because of the transition I'm going through. So I think it's beautiful for everyone just to think that what brings us back into a sense of balance is like different at different phases of our life as well, and it's different between one another mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely, and it comes down again nothing is wrong and it's probably exactly what you're supposed to be doing for yourself you know the Mm -hmm. that earth element the need to feel grounded and be taken care of Mm -hmm. if the inner critic doesn't show up too much and telling you you shouldn't be doing this then there's no problem And most likely you won't be reaching for more. Oh, that is so fascinating. So why when the inner critic, why, uh, if, why won't you be reaching for more if the inner critic's not showing up? Like what, what's your theory? Yeah, it's all about shooting, right? So inner critic comes out Mm. and says something like, you shouldn't have any more. That's too much. You're already, I mean, a lot of times we have all kinds of, wonderful things we say about ourselves, right? I'm joking. (laughs) So if you think that you need to lose weight, if you think you have too much fat on your body, if you know, whatever the diet culture tells us about sugar and sweets and eating too much, that the inner critic is all about that. And it's going to remind you or, or share all the information with you that may or may not be true. (laughs) 
And, um, and what we do is we actually believe the inner critic. And yet we also want to rebel the inner critic. So this push and pull of, okay, fine, you know, you're right. Let I'll show you what I can, what I can do. Depending on your background, your paradigm of beliefs, um, you know, some people tend to be more of a rebel, right? So if the inner critic is loud, mm. you're definitely going to fight with the inner critic with, um, with more of the, what we call buffering of whatever you're doing. So yeah, bring on, mm. bring on the chocolate if I'm not supposed to, right? <laughs> I love it. So Kit, what would, if, if for anyone listening right now, they're thinking, all right, I want to have a more conscious relationship with my sugar. What is like one thing that you'd recommend they start with to improve that? Mm. It is being present in the moment. Mm. And this is so like boring, right? You're like, come on, give me, <laughs> give me something more, more magical than that. It is magical to be in the present moment because in the present moment, like right now, if you truly tune in to what, where you are and how you're feeling without believing what the mind is offering you, and the mind tends to be the inner critic, you get to actually be in touch with your body, get to be in touch with your intuition. You get to use your conscious mind who really is always looking out for the better, you know, choices for you versus the subconscious mind. And when you're in the present moment, you get to ask, what do I really need? And if everybody agrees that, oh yes, a brownie would be lovely. <laughs> if you feel like, okay, everybody agrees, the mind, the conscious mind, the subconscious mind, the body and the inner voice, the intuition, then eat it with gusto, right? Mm -hmm. And enjoy that moment. Again, being in the present moment. I mean, how often are we actually in the present moment when we're eating something sweet? Probably mm -hmm. not very often because sweet things, because of what it does to the brain, disconnects us completely from the body almost immediately because mm. we wow. get to feel all the dopamine and we're like, Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. So we forget about how we're actually feeling and what it's doing for the body. Are you actually enjoying the food that you just consumed? So if you get to be in the present moment and make a decision from that place and enjoy the food from that moment, then it's probably one of the best things you can experience. Yeah. So yes, it is, um, that is the trick, but that is the challenge too, is because nobody, you know, we didn't grow up learning how to be in the moment. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's relearning. It is mindful eating. It is tuning into your body and your, your, that lovely inner voice that you share about a lot on this podcast. Mm. I love that. And again, a tip and practice that we can take into our businesses as well. I'm just thinking about like when we think about whether something's urgent or not and all the time we spend thinking about all of the things in our business, if we come back to that presence, you the answer arrives about what is the best next step now, what 
what do we focus on? And we also enjoy the business journey so much more, which is exactly the same when you're eating that brownie, <laughs> if you allow yourself to be present with it and eat it. Because <laughs> if you're making decisions from you know a place of um, dread or uh, over desire or attachment to something, then yeah, then the actions coming from that feeling is, um, you know, tends to be pretty wild and frazzled and, and out of control. And what do we do when we feel out of control is we eat more sweets. Fascinating. Okay, Kit, I want to switch gears a little and talk about building your business and what you've learned through that journey. Uh, We'll keep it focused because there's a lot I'm sure you've learned in all of the years you've been in business. Everyone's going to be so excited to kind of pick your brain in this episode. So I'm going to do the picking for you. And if you could just share with us um, some of the things that you've learned throughout your amazing business journey, just everybody, Kit has experience in both in-person services through her acupuncture business and coaching, and then also online, which I think is just a beautiful mix to be able to draw from. And she also has a thriving six-figure business. So I want to talk about you seem to show up in your business with so much ease, whether it's trying new things, new group programs, new like letting that your one-to-one coaching um, evolve in its focus. You seem to wear numerous hats in your life in terms of being a mother and having your acupuncture business and your coaching business and then all of the other hats that you wear in the rest of your life. And you balance this online and in person and everybody in our mistress mind, including myself, is always like, Kit, you just seem to do everything with so much ease. (laughs) Tell us your secrets. Well, it (laughs) might be the sweets. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. That's how I've been coping. (laughs) How I take breaks. Um, (laughs) The secret is I love the freedom I have with the work that I have created for myself. You know, I remember starting, so we used to live in California and I had a smaller private practice then because my my kids were really little and I wanted to be with them most of the time. So I had a a very um, small practice. And then when we moved to Ohio and I started my own private acupuncture practice. Um, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I knew that I could help people. And that took me, you know, it, it, that that's what helped me start because I didn't know how to run a business, but I knew I could help people feel better. So let's just start there. Um, and over time, well, let me back up and say, it didn't take long for my practice to fill up because people were waiting for this offer. And, you know, apparently I do an okay job and people would send their friends and families. And so that wasn't hard. What was hard was like deciding how I wanted to structure my time because it was starting to be like, uh oh, uh, I could fill up all my, the hours of my day. And you know, I'd still have patients waiting for me. Yeah. So that was, um, that was a lesson. I mean, it was 
fun, but it was also like, okay, let, then I need to really create some boundaries. And when I learned how to create boundaries, I also learned how to have a clear vision of what I, how I want my days to look like and feel like, and um, how I just want it to feel. Like when I wake up, do I want to go to work and who do, do I want to see? So mm-hmm. it really, it took a little while, a couple of years until I understood, like I, it was clear to me what I needed for me um, so that I can serve my best so that I can show up with the energy that I want to have so that the people can get what they deserve from my sessions because their sessions with me. So maybe that is, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but um, the ease it might feel, <laughs> it might look um, like that. And it does feel like that. And it is because I feel the freedom of, of creating my, the days and the kind of work that I do uh, from that place of like, this is how I want it to look. So, mm. and I get to do a lot of different things. Like my days never look the same. Some days I am doing hypnotherapy, helping people do uh, past life regression. Some days I'm coaching people who are in the middle of a divorce, which um, I love helping people, but that was not the plan. But you know how sugar can take you in a lot of places. (laughs) (laughs) Some days I'm just poking people with acupuncture needles and you know, <laughs> doing reflexology on their feet. And let's see what else um, fun that just happened recently. And some days I do podcasts. And like right now I am recording a podcast with you. I had another podcast recording last week. I show, you know, have group, um, what do you call it? I have online group <laughs> programs, you know, what to call them. I'm running a healing circle group right now. So that was at 1230 today. And I get to um, show up and share all the different tools that I have. So yes, definitely lots of hats, definitely things the way I want to do them. And in the times that work for me and my schedule and my, my family right now, as, um, as my kids are getting older and needing me less, but also also needing me more, I think. Mm. Yeah. Well, what in terms of creating those boundaries for yourself, what is like, what's the, what's one of the strongest thoughts or beliefs you have that allow you to set those boundaries? I think it's really just like, I am in control of my time. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing where in the day I am best at certain things. So I wake up really early. I am a, an uber <laughs> early morning person as in 4 a.m. wake up. And I have a morning routine that I like to stick with because without it, I am lost. So I know that the cup first couple, two, three hours of the morning is about me and my routine. Doesn't matter where I am in the world. I do the routine and then, you know, the first few hours of the, the morning, I tend to be more creative, like I tend to be more productive. So I try not to schedule people in 
especially in, in person during those hours. Yeah. Um, I, my energy dips a little bit after like 12 noon. So if I am in person with, you know, treating people in person, I am more energized because I'm reflecting their energy. So mm. I see my acupuncture patients from midday until sort of later in the afternoon. Um, I also know that I need a few mornings a week of just nothing on my schedule so that I can be free to have appointments or have dates with my husband or, you know, do, well, I was going to say do nothing, but Kit doesn't do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Do nothing in my version, which could look like anything. It could look like, you know, cooking or grocery shopping or, um, you know, going for a long walk, that kind of thing. So Mm. yeah, just knowing that I am in charge of my own time is um, I still, I still think those thoughts today. Like if I'm feeling over, uh, over, like I'm I'm feeling burned out or, you know, a day was too busy. I make sure that I look at my schedule for the coming days and shifting, like feeling okay. Yes. Create space. Yes. Like I don't feel bad canceling some people who I know, because I know a lot of my clients and patients very well now, um, just asking them for permission to move them to a different day. And, you know, most of the time it's not a problem. Who knew you could do that? Just ask for what you needed. Oh my God. (laughs) And it often works out perfectly for the other person involved. So I want to emphasize the asking because mm-hmm. yes, asking in person, like truly just reaching out and asking people always works. And the worst thing that happens is they say no. And then asking for um, how your business looks. Mm-hmm. Really, it is, you know, we call it clarity. We call it intention, but it kind of is asking. It's like, this is what's going to make, make me feel my best. This is what's going to make me feel accomplished or successful. Um, Cause I used to, I don't do this anymore really. Cause I feel like I don't need to, maybe I'm still asking without knowing, but I used to look at my schedule for acupuncture patients. And let's say I would like to see 30 people a week, which I used to do. And I would have maybe 20 on my calendar and I would just ask, I mean, might look kind of weird, but I would ask the universe and say, I'd like a few more people, please. Like this, this is, this is nice, but I know I can help more people. Mm. And nine out of 10 times it happens. And the opposite happens as well. If I'm feeling too busy or too burned out or too tired, people will cancel like out of the blue. And then I'm just so grateful. So really just asking for what you need when you know what you need, it's not, yeah, it just were always works for me is to, to ask, yeah, ask and you shall receive. And most of the time I do. I love that. Okay. One uh, small, which could be a bigger topic, but we'll keep it small because of our time limits. I'd love to, one of the areas that I just think is so fun for people to witness in you and is also an area of growth for you is even though you've had this, you know, 20 years in your business and you've got a thriving six-figure business practice, you 
your mind still questions whether you actually have a business, whether you are a legit business owner. Tell us a little bit more about that and what has helped you with this area of your business. So I still struggle. (laughs) (gasps) You don't. You as my business coach might not want to hear that. Uh, No, but this, hang on, let's just pause here. The reason that I have asked this question is because it is an area of struggle mm. and will continue to be. It's one of your themes that mm. will continue. And every, we all need to know this. We think that we need to overcome it. No, it's about being aware of it and knowing that this is going to come up through the rest of your business journey too. Yes. And I am okay with that because if, if I can be this successful without thinking that I have a business, <laughs> then, then maybe if I embrace it, maybe 20% more, then, then it will be okay. Um, exactly. Yes. So I think that there's fear around acknowledging that it is a business because it is me, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't have... Um, I don't make things that sell that like, what do you call it? Like, you know, I'm not a a candle seller or a painter that sells painting. Um, The, my business is what I do, what I offer Mm -hmm. literally with my hands. So thinking of it as a business feels scary. Like what, uh, what if, what if it doesn't work? Like, what if I am sick for a while or what Mm. if people don't respond to what I do? Um, Does that mean I don't have a business anymore? I don't know. And, you know, so far, like you said, it's, it's been working quite well. (laughs) Yeah. The piece that I think I'm also like reluctant or, or wanting to not think about is the other part of business, you know, so there's me doing, offering all the services, coaching and acupuncture, but the other part of business that I don't want to think about, including things like accounting and, um, you know, keeping things organized and uh, (laughs) a boring part of business to my mind. (laughs) Yes. Definitely limits me from wanting to think of it as a business because then I don't have Mm. to deal with it. Right. So it's like, I'm going to just shut that the curtain on that part of the house. So I don't have to think about it, but I know it's still part of the house and I still go in there and get things done, but I don't. Yeah. It's a, it's definitely a weakness and it's coming from just a simple thought of, I don't want to deal with that. Mm. So you know, to like know all the numbers and the data. And I don't even know, I don't even know the lingo for that part. (laughs) And you've still had a successful business. Like this is the thing that I would just love everybody to just pay attention to. It's like, we've all got those edges that we are working on, but you don't have to solve the edge in order to create what you want. You can create what you want and still have those edges as something that you continue to journey with and explore and deepen into. And that's kind of what makes it so beautiful, your business journey, because it gets to be also a personal development journey for you as well. But the goal is not actually the destination. The goal is what you learn through that journey. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And, and, uh, growing with the fears and the doubts and the limitations, you know, kind of slowly allowing little pieces of those things to, to be, to tackle with and to be part of my life. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not, it's not something that I'm proud of, but I know that it's something that I'm willing to work on. Um, and yeah, we'll see, like maybe if I admit that it is a, a legit business, then maybe even better things will come from it. We'll see. We'll see. We'll observe. Okay. Amazing. Kit. Thank you for sharing on that. And my final question for you is just to let us know how has the mistress mind as a container supported you and your business? Well, for one thing, it helps me think of my business as a business because otherwise <laughs> I probably wouldn't be in a mistress mind and having a business coach. So that is one thing. Um, the more important thing is the energy of the group, of the mm. people in the group, um, of you and your presence in the group. And our and your support and um, directions, yeah. I gotta say, I didn't know what to expect when I joined last fall. But um, I mean, my business. Let's just be real here. My business did better in that last quarter than it had ever done um, in mm-hmm. my business journey. So, super grateful for that, and um, just a nice container of you know, like-minded people, very supportive, very loving. I know that I can always go to this group of ladies to, you know, not just talk about business, but really anything with. I've made really good friends who I haven't met in person yet. Yeah, I don't think I've met any of you guys in person. (laughs) It feels like we have known each other for a long time. Um, Yeah, so there's friendship, there's support, there is like true true connection. And uh, I am someone who needs that support when I feel like I can't do something alone. Um, So it's just been the perfect container for what I need. Mm, I love that kit. And I love hearing this and people will love hearing this from someone who has a lot of experience in business, because I think we think that the more experience we have and uh, the more clients we work with, like whatever the result is that the carrot, you know, your mind is dangling to you. We think that we don't have these desires or challenges or issues, and it's just not true. We all have them. So thank you for coming on and sharing today more about your journey and giving us a little glimpse into your business and also the world of sugar. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you, Kit. You're an amazing person. You're super inspiring. And the Mistress Mind definitely wouldn't be the space that it is without you. And I absolutely love having the honor of supporting you. So thank you. And would you also close off this beautiful conversation by sharing how we can all keep, uh, connect with you? Yeah, everything is on my website, my name, kityoon.com. And I am on Instagram as kit underscore yoon, Y-O-O-N. Um, you can probably Google me and find me. I don't think there are too many <laughs> Yoon's out there and maybe like Kit Yoon coaching, Kit Yoon sugar, you'll find out, you'll 
probably <laughs> find lots of things. I have uh, a few blog posts about my own stories about around sugar. So, um, and lots of recipes too, if you want to um, explore a little bit of how I um, make food and cook. Um, I actually have a YouTube video channel as well. That's yeah. That's a whole other topic and a whole other um, podcast episode. <laughs> um, but yes, the easiest place is, is um, my website, kitdean.com. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you, Kit. Everybody go and connect with Kit. And if you want to know about her one-to-one coaching, go and check her out or her group program. Definitely get in touch and ask her about that. Thank you so much, Kit. Oh, thank you, Letitia. You are a gem. I love being here and I love having you in my life. So there you have it, my beautiful friends. A big thank you once again to Kit for coming on and sharing all about her business journey and her field of expertise. Kit is wonderful and I'm just so honored to be in her life as well and to be witnessing her beautiful business journey. Now, Kit has a autogenic meditation to regulate your nervous system that you can download for free. I'm going to pop the link to that meditation in the show notes for this episode. So you'll be able to find that over at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash podcast. Just have a look for Kit's name and you'll be able to find the show notes there with the link to the meditation. Now, if you are interested in joining us in the holistic business mistress mind, make sure you've got your name on the wait list at LetitiaRange.com forward slash mistress mind. We have very intentional intakes for the mistress mind at uh, specific points in the year. So you will be notified as soon as a place opens. We have a lot of people who continue on in the mistress mind. So basically it's only once we have a place open that we're able to bring more people into the mistress mind. So make sure your name is on the wait list and we'll get in touch as soon as we have a place that is available. And for those who don't know what I'm talking about, my holistic business mistress mind is my signature high level mastermind for business owners ready to grow, ready to take their business to the next level, whatever that next level is for you. We love to support you create a pathway to your six figure and beyond business. And we support you to position yourself as a leader within your niche and industry. We support you to show up as the CEO of your business And we also support you to design your business so that you are living the life that you actually want to live now rather than waiting for some moment in the future to come. So get your name on the wait list at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash mistress mind and come and connect with both Kit and I over on Instagram. We would love to keep the conversation going. Let us know what resonated most for you in this episode today. And I also want to remind you, if you are ready to realign your life and start some serious self-inquiry that will leave you feeling lit up, fulfilled, inspired, and excited, just like I'm feeling right now, Make sure you pick up a copy of my Create Your Beautiful Year workbook at LetitiaRinge.com forward slash shop. Once you've got a copy, you can use it every single year or whenever you're ready to realign and get inside. All right, my beautiful friends, I will see you in the next episode. Bye.